Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 8. Abaiwan Kenobi Part 2. Okay, welcome back to uh, 64 Tacos Podcast. Uh, we're doing another water cooler podcast series about the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series on... Uh, Disney Plus. And so this uh, episode is going to be about the second episode, uh, which gets into the Obi-Wan going to rescue little Leia from uh, a planet called, what was it called? Dai, Daiyu? Dio or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Once Bail Organa, uh, Leia's now, uh, father figure uh if you will adopted father yeah um he finally convinces obi-wan to go and and um and track down leia and so that's what obi-wan does he goes to this cyberpunkish <laughs> planet Dayu, um i think is what it's called and uh and he knows he knows that she's there. How do, how does he know that she's there? What what was the impetus they for that? They could track the ship to the planet, but right. then he lost the tracking at the planet. Okay. Cuz nothing can be tracked at that planet. How how Leia got kidnapped randomly and they had a tracer on the ship that kidnapped her, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he once he gets to the planet, he goes and asks this random person, like, "Hey, I'm trying to find the ship," and the and the person's like, "Yeah, people don't want to be found here," and just walking walks up. Something that he should know, like, yeah, he's traveled the galaxy, right? <laughs> so he finds this um, this con man Haja. Yeah, a, a kid leads him to the the Jedi Haja. Yes, who ter- turns out to be a fake Jedi who's just which was employed- awesome. It, it is. It, I love that, and I loved uh, the the actor Kumail Nanjani. Oh, he's um, great. Yeah, he's. I he's think hilarious. I've only seen him in the. He's in the externals, I believe, and he was great right. in that as well. Yep, and he uh, he you know comes clean and and, uh, and and but but gives gives Obi Wan the information about where Leia might be. Yeah, because he's he's those he's a grayish person. He's not a bad person, but he wants right. to make a little money along the way. So, yeah. which was refreshing. Yeah, it's an interesting character. It is, yeah, and, and uh, you know he's just doing his thing, and uh, and and he's kind of caught up in in these other events that are going on. But he makes you know decisions later on about helping uh, Obi Wan, even though you know it might hurt him or get him in trouble. Um, so Obi-Wan goes and, and finds the, uh, finds where they've got her, uh, held in some sort of drug spice lab. Yeah. Uh, and he manages to rescue her, but of course she's not convinced, you know, she doesn't know who Obi-Wan is. Which is very smart on her yes. part. Yep. And, uh, and so there's a, you know, there's a little bit of conflict about her, you know, not being able to fully trust Obi-Wan and um and so then uh the inquisitors show up and and reva of course is going rogue again um she uh the, the grand inquisitor doesn't really want her tracking down obi-wan right he he's just like let's kind of forget about that because 
I don't I don't know exactly why, but well, he he started with that, but then he moved into well, if Obi Wan is here, like you said, I want the credit. Right. I'm taking over. Yeah, it's it's like this power struggle thing where, you know, he's kind of he wants it all the all the glory for all the hard work that she's done. And of course she's upset about that and she um what does she do? She uh creates the bounty for Obi-Wan, which I thought was genius. Uh it is flush him yeah. out, you know? Yep, flush him out, have everybody going after him all at the same time. Secondly, I want to point out how dumb it is that Obi-Wan went to this planet dressed in something that could very loosely be described as Jedi robes. Yes. He looks like a Jedi. Like, just at a glance, he looks like a Jedi. Yep. And nobody seems to notice. (laughs) Right. Yeah. This is is where I hope, um, uh, you know, I'm fine with with all these plot elements and stuff, but I hope that obi-wan kind of learns from some of these mistakes early on and uh and and is able to you know be a little bit more smart about his dealings as the series goes on because yeah he's making some real boneheaded plays well at least he's using a blaster he hasn't pulled his lightsaber yet right he's pulled it but he hasn't ignited it yep so i mean at least he's using a blaster or hiding a lot of the times which I was glad to see he didn't light his lightsaber up at the end of the episode. He had it out. He's ready to go. And he probably could have taken her without much difficulty. Yep. But he uh, was trying to stay incognito as much as possible. I also liked when he punched the guy with the horns on his head and cut his hand open. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I thought that was a neat detail. The, the Darth Maul species guy. Yeah. 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 Uh Yep. So then, uh, yeah. So we don't need to go through all the plot points or anything. But um, what what I am curious about your thoughts on are are how does how does anybody else know about Leia and her her connection to both Obi Wan and um, Anakin? That's what I'm a little concerned about because I felt like that was really really supposed to be secret and now it's sort of like no this is this is kind of common knowledge i don't know that the knowledge is leia is vader's daughter okay i think the knowledge is that oh bail organa and obi-wan used to be kind of close okay and if we kidnap bail organa's daughter maybe we can flush obi-wan out okay Uh, that's how i took it because if I were an inquisitor and I knew Vader had a daughter. I would be getting Vader, his daughter to get like as much credit with him as I could. Yeah. I wouldn't be using her as bait. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, I mean, not, you know, in the event that it, that it wasn't, known or whatever i I could definitely see that something where like darth vader is is telling reva because he wants reva to do do his bidding and i I really don't fully understand or know the i'm sure it came out in the clone wars or or one of the uh animated Um, series but grand inquisitors a main villain from the rebels tv series which i haven't watched much of 
Okay. So, so you don't really know what the hierarchy is. Like, do they report directly to Darth Vader or the emperor or I believe they report to Vader because it's Vader's job to hunt down the Jedi. Okay. But I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, all that stuff is fine. I, I like, I like the dynamic of, you know, having these, having Vader kind of stay out of dealings until he absolutely needs to, you know, and having these underlings going and, and doing his bidding. Uh, in fact, that's, you know, kind of one of my complaints about the, uh, the sequel movies where they had like, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren and the Knights of Ren just don't get used at all. And they're, they're just kind of like background noise is so stupid and such a lost opportunity. That should have been like the whole second movie. Yeah. Because that's, that's one of the things that the, that this, that the series or these, you know, stories need are really good villains, villains that you hate but you can also in some ways sympathize with and i think that's what's happening with reva which i think will be really good for both the character and the the story is how this she's a villain but there's there's gonna be i mean there we don't know exactly what's going on with her but there's i feel like there's probably going to be something that the audience can be sympathetic with her about it may not necessarily agree with her decisions around that those events, but I think there will there will be sympathy and it'll it'll be more to her than just, oh, she's, you know, a badass Jedi and dangerous and scary and all that stuff, you know. But that's what makes the best villains are, right. are people you can relate to. You're like, oh, I see exactly where you're coming from. You're just going too far. Exactly. Yep. And and that's something that, you know, Star Wars needs now more than ever is, is uh, good villains that can counter, you know, the, the good, the good uh, light side characters. And Obi-Wan has always been one of those good, really good light side characters. He's been one of the best, like he's probably the greatest hero in, in the series. He is. Yep. Uh, okay, so then then the episode wraps up with um, uh, Obi Wan finding out that he and Leia escape, and they find out that, uh, or he finds out from Reva that that Anakin is still alive, which is something he did not know. He thought he thought Anakin died when which he got makes burnt. the ending of season or episode three a little bit more understandable. But yes, I I still will argue that if he believed Anakin was his friend at any point in time, uh-huh. he should have mercy killed him. Yep. Yep. To just leave him as a crispy critter to, to leave him like writhing in pain and on fire. Yeah. This seems heartless. This is what you had coming, Anakin. Uh, no, that <laughs> that's not, that's not something. Yeah. Or try and get him help. You know, like that you vanquished him and then, try and help him yourself, you know, instead of just leaving him there. I know, I know that we had to keep him alive because he yeah. has to become Darth Vader, but right. Yeah. And, and let, let's, let's speak to that a little bit um, before we wrap this episode up is just uh, one of the things that always concerns me about these types of series that are in between, you know, is like, how are they I get how they uh, they're they're going to tie things up from what came before, 
you know, that makes sense. But how are they going to make sure that they don't step on things that come after? And I think that's kind of that's kind of a danger. That's a fine line that they have to have to walk. Because in my mind, while I'm watching this, I'm thinking, well, Leia is 10 years old here. Okay, she's not. She's old enough to be able to remember Obi Wan Kenobi. I have that same thought. <laughs> How does she not connect that Ben, quote unquote, is not this Obi Wan that right. you know she's been told stories about? Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's it's kind of a little bit of a continuity problem. I I really like that we're seeing young Leia, and she's a really strong character. Uh huh. Um. I really like that. Like in, yeah. I think it was in the first episode where she called her cousin out. Yep. Her cousin was like, Oh, well, you're not really an Organa. And she's like, Oh, you're just some loser bully. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and in a way where either, either she's using the force already, or she's just incredibly perceptive young child. It's probably a little bit of both. A little bit of know? both. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter to me. It's it's great. I think, you know, it's great character development. And it also felt like, it felt like the Carrie Fisher, Leah. I mean, this is a right. lady who's not going to take any guff from anyone, you know? Yeah. So I, I like little Leia. I'm, I'm torn because the same story could be told using a different character. Obi-Wan's going to be the hero. Right. Um, you don't have to muddy the waters with young Leia. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm really happy with young Leia. I like seeing yeah. her, and I think she's a good character. Yep. Yeah, my my initial thought was, oh, this is going to be awful, you know, because it's going to kidify the whole thing. And But then... Once you know the actress portraying her is awesome, uh, the the way that they're very setting, good for her age, very yep. very good, and the way they're setting up the character and the way that they're actually doing the character development is also amazing. So yeah, I've I've no complaints. Uh, I, you know, whatever reservations I had immediately are, are gone and out the window. And uh, I did think the um, the the kidnapping scene was a little bit goofy. There's no way those three adults couldn't catch her. Like, right. She got away a lot. And yeah. It, in short, short time. Yeah. I thought that was goofy too. I'm watching it roll in my eyes. Uh, speaking of kidifying it though, did yeah. you watch it with um, Ollie and Andy? They were, they were in the room, but they weren't really paying attention very much. Okay. I watched um, it with Simon. Yeah. And it, he was playing with a toy and it did not take long for him to be all in on the series. Okay. So, I mean, he, he's all in and he's going to watch them with me now. He at first was like, I don't like Star Wars. I'm not watching that with you. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then a couple minutes later, he shows up in the room. Am I too late to watch? No, uh, I was just about to start it. He fidgeted for a minute and probably uh, it wasn't even five minutes in. He was all in on the show. He's yeah. That well, that's uh, I think I think it maybe appeals to a little bit older age age group age demographic. Um, yeah, how old are Ali and Andy again? Six and eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Simon just turned twelve, so it's probably because the slow parts are slow. Yeah, but necessary, especially since I don't think we're going to see a lot of Obi Wan fighting. Right. Which is good. I th- I think that's the well, way he it should shouldn't go. be. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just going to call attention to himself. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap this up, and then uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, part three. Uh, 
episode three and uh, discussing more about this series. So we will see you, the listener, then. I caught it on audio. (laughs) 